Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for joining us on a Saturday at CCO. We got great news. Doug Swinhart is in studio and Tech Talk is underway. Uh, Doug was out a week ago, but he is back today and ready to go. The phone number is on the program, 952 or I should say 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807, that is 81807. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program today. Doug, good to visit with you again. I hope you're feeling better. I am, I am, I am. You know, this getting old, Steve, is really difficult. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to anybody. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's funny, you know, you got a busy day, it's it's like the day after I put up the Christmas lights outside, oh, I was hurting, I was hurting. Well, you know, I had this little slip in the shower, and I could hardly walk for like four oh, days. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Just incredible, and I've, and I've been fortunate, I've never really had a lot of back problems, so I've been very lucky in my life, but I can't believe the pain, it's just incredible, I'm I'm really glad to be feeling good again. Yeah, good to see you. Good to have you in studio today. And, of course, our phone number is again, uh, and we invite you to call early if you want to talk to Doug because we always have people waiting on hold and texts we can't get to on the program. 651-989-9226. I wanted to bring up what you do with that old gear. Again, we haven't done that in a while. Uh, we're, we're cleaning up some old monitors and stuff uh, where I work during the week, my full-time job. And uh, first thing we do is get a hold of the folks at Tech Dump. Did you take them down there? Good in, job. In, in the Twin Cities. And we just want to remind folks that the stuff can't go on the landfill. Don't nope. pile it up downstairs. Make sure this stuff is recycled properly. Well, and you know, the thing with Tech Dump that I really like, it's a nonprofit organization. And they are doing a tremendous job for the community. Um, they hire the disabled, um, disabled vets, uh, and and they people do get paid, so it's not like they're working for free. But this thing is put together in such a way to where even for us dropping off equipment, it truly is the best deal in town. People can take a PC or a laptop in there, and they pop it down on their bench, and they will wipe the hard drive and give them a, a certificate that the hard drive is completely cleared without any question whatsoever. It's just a wonderful, wonderful business. And um, one in St. Louis Park, or is it Brooklyn Park? I can't recall. No, they're, they're over off Highway 55. Yeah, Tech see, and I, always go, yeah. I go to the one in North St. Paul, so yeah. just, a, just a tremendous company. Just tremendous work they do. Yeah, so that's online, Tech Dump, uh, T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P, uh, look it up online. Good, reputable company. It is a nonprofit. 
Uh, they're really doing great work in the community. So properly dispose of that. And wherever you buy computer equipment, they'll take it out of your hands as well. And they have recycling programs as well. But uh, there's no reason to have that junk piled up all over the house. If you can't use it anymore or it's broken, make sure you dispose of it properly. Here's the phone number on the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Doug, we've been talking about it for years on the program, and that is uh, folks having trouble getting Wi-Fi in certain parts of their home. We have talked about those extenders. Now I saw an ad on television uh, earlier today for Xfinity, and they are promoting that they've got these things you plug right into the wall and you're getting Wi-Fi in every room. The X5. They're they're built-in, automatically train-up extenders. What a wonderful little deal. Now, at my place, Steve, we've got three separate TVs and cable runs to one. The rest of them are all wireless, even the even the TV. So, yeah, they got this thing right down pat. I, I just love this. This is the best thing since cream cheese. And with this whole house coverage now, you know, people are going to be getting much, much increased Internet speeds, especially if they've got newer equipment with the 802.11ac or the dual band. Um, I actually have had several wireless laptops, notebooks, and netbooks with this new Wi-Fi technology and they're getting over 100 megabits per second real-time speed. It, wow. You might as well be plugged into a cable at this point. Uh, now, you do have to have the right router, the right equipment. And, of course, once it's set up, it's just run, 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 run. Yeah, Xfinity's doing a great job with this. Absolutely wonderful. It is 113 Tech Talk underway. Doug in studio, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807-81807 here at CCO. Um, let's talk about routers from our text line at 81807. Uh, my question is about uh, a Netgear router. It's about six years old. Should I think about getting a new router at this point in time? What's the shelf life on routers? Yeah, you know, if you've been getting your firmware updates from Linksys or Netgear or D-Link, uh, you, really, they should last and last and last. Now, with that said, I always, always recommend that people use the equipment provided by their Internet service provider. Unless you've got a special need, most of this equipment is absolutely top shelf. And, yes, with Xfinity, you pay like 10 bucks a month. But I don't think you could buy equipment for less than $10 a month and own it. And keep in mind now that CenturyLink, Xfinity, when they're updating this equipment, they are completely responsible for updating their own equipment. But if there happens to be a glitch in updating the equipment that you own, that could be a hassle as well. But a rotor... If it's working and it's running and you're getting the speeds that you expect, you should be just fine. Should run and run and run. All right, uh, 114 here at CCO. Let's go to the phone lines. Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio here on CCO. By the way, the number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807 that is 81807 here at 
CCO. And let's go to the phone lines and bring in Ron in Minneapolis. Ron, you're on the air. Hello. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy Saturday. Merry Christmas. Thank you. What's up, Ron? Okay, my friend. Um, couple, Two questions, please. Number one, or two weeks ago, you were praising a Windows 7's operating system on a Sony Vio and that it should last, this equipment should last for a long, long time, install a solid-state drive. And so here's my, my first question. I do a lot of, I, I, I'm a DJ. I do a lot of spinning music off my computer in clubs around the U.S. and Europe. And so I'm looking at investing into a MacBook Pro, which is going to be, be sending me back around $26, dollars mm-hmm. So the Pro there, two, two positives there. Number one, the internal um, uh, oh, uh, the uh, is that the one that comes with two drives, one SSD, and then one for large storage. I believe so, but mm-hmm. here's the thing: right now, I'm using ex- external uh, sound um, sound cards. So they were telling me at at Apple that the internal sound card off this Mac is stellar. I will not need a external sound card. The number two positive is that. It's lighter, thinner, and smaller, and it's it's just more efficient. So my question is, should I stick with my Sony Vio, install a new solid-state drive, and do what you are recommending? You know, here's the thing. It sounds to me like you're using this for a business. If you've got the money for the Mac, I would say buy the Mac, and when you get the extra money, update the Sony. Now you've got redundant equipment. If something happens to the Mac, you are on the road and you are working. And I hope that helps, and thank you for the call. Yeah, and that is so important. I I was in the DJ business uh, 100 years ago. I mean, we were lugging albums around and 45s when I got started, and then cassettes came out, and those were a pain to queue up and that sort of thing, and they sounded muddy. And then CDs were really great when those came out. I finally got out of the business before the advent of, all the music being available on a hard drive and being digital and MP3s or what have you. Um, But, yeah, you you can't stress enough. If you're doing this for a living, spend the money. Redundant equipment. equipment. And redundant. Uh, You know, if you're ever in a bind, ever in a pinch, you grab that second computer, that old computer, and you work through it, and it's business as usual, and especially at the price of, of updating that Sony. That's Sony. If he puts a 250-gig a solid-state drive in there, you can buy a, a Samsung, top-of-the-line 250-gig for 60 bucks. It really is a no-brainer. And mirror the drive and put in the new one and boot it up, and you're rocking and rolling. Now, I'm not going to take away from the new Mac that he's talking about. These are nice, nice machines. And I don't think he's going to need that backup machine but it's kind of like insurance. It's certainly a lot better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And thank you again for the call, Ron. Yeah, good call, Ron. Uh, outstanding. And if you've got operating equipment and it's been around for a while, uh, not bad to have that plan B for oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. And and I've seen a lot of DJs carry around external hard drives, et they do. cetera. Well, and now, you know, with the, with, with the solid-state externals, they're really, really quick. They're really fast. Um, I have a, a, a couple of guys that do DJ business parties, weddings, dances, that sort of thing. And they're carrying around everything they need in a backpack. It, it's just, in they go. 
little tiny speakers that sound like our old JBL studio monitors, you know, those great big four-foot things that we used to have? I'm not so sure about that. I'm still a believer in in big speakers. Well, Especially yeah. if you want to get the proper amount of bass and, you know, you, you still need a van or a trailer, in my opinion, to properly make a dance sound like it's supposed to. If you're going to be wanting to crack ceilings and walls, that's your answer. No that was question. always my goal. Yeah, yeah. That when I walked out and there's a new crack in the ceiling, I've done my job. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and it's not so much early in the evening. Uh, it's late in the evening when you make it memorable. That's All it. Right, 119 quick break. We've got more on Tech Talk. Doug's in studio. Here are the numbers 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. It is 122 Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Steve Thompson here. Jonathan Lowe is our studio producer. Thanks so much for joining us. Our phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring in Bill. Bill in Little Falls here on the air. Hello. Hey, Bill, Bill, do we got you? I'm not sure. Okay. What can we help you with? I've got a, a tablet, a couple tablets that are old. Okay. I'm learning about recycling. Do they wipe those clean also? Absolutely. If you take that to Tech Dump, and you can find them on the internet at techdump.org, T E C H D U M P dot O R G, and just hit their address and walk them right in there. They will wipe that hard drive and all the data right off there. And thank you for dropping them off. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, remember, before you give up on that old equipment, there are options. And I know, Doug, you've talked a lot about Linux and that sort of thing. But if you have an operating laptop or a desktop that uh, is maybe an old Windows XP, which shouldn't be online anymore. Exactly. uh, Even some of these older Windows 7 machines. Uh, these these are great candidates, aren't they? Oh, for an SSD drive, you bring them right back to life. Pop Linux on them if you need to. Windows 7 is still viable. Um, I would highly recommend Windows 7 Professional over home. But, yeah, they'll run and run and run. With the tablets, they're kind of operating specific. And if you can't up, upgrade your operating system and it's not as secure as it should be, and it might be time to go. But some of these tablets... People purchased with cell phones, and they got them for $100, and they're three and four and five years old, so they've more than have gotten their money's worth out of them. And when it's time to recycle, yeah, if you take it into Tech Dump, they'll they'll wipe the data right off there. Not a problem at all. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, by the way, our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Let's go to Jill. Jill in St. Louis Park. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. First, Doug, thank you. Four years ago, you told me my motherboard on my laptop was probably bad, and it was. I took it to Micro Center. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now, the new laptop that I have, or that I got, I one of my casts walked, just walked across the keyboard, oh. and I got this big Microsoft warning red screen I'm sure it's a scam. One eight 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 number to call them. Yep, power your computer down. 
Shut it I, off completely, restart it, and reopen with a new browser. Um, and I also am going to recommend that you go to Google.com and in the search box, you type in ADW Cleaner. No spaces. ADW Cleaner. Space, a plus sign, space, and the word Major Geeks. M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. And that your first or second listing will take you right to the Major Geeks file depository and let you download ADW Cleaner, which is a portable program. Doesn't need to be installed. It just comes as an executable file, and that's from the fine folks at Malwarebytes. And that will make absolutely certain that we'll run a scan, clean up anything that's there. You'll restart your computer and be good to go. Uh, but that uh, I don't think that had anything to do with the kitty. But thank you so much for the call. That will absolutely take care of you. <laughs> that wasn't the cat. Wasn't the cat. It wasn't the cat that did that. But you want to keep the pets off the computer. Oh, yeah. That much we do know uh, here on Tech Talk. Keep keep the pets away. By the way, the vet is in uh, between 2 and 3 o'clock today. So if you have a question for the vet about your pet, you're in business. We'll take your calls. Perfect. On dogs and cats between 2 and 3 o'clock today. Let's go to Bill and Savage. Bill, you're on Tag Talk. Hello. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Great show, guys. Thank you. Um, I I have an old Dell machine, desktop machine. Um, it I it had a second life. I was running Ubuntu on it. Okay. And we had a lot of pictures on there, uh, and the thing just died. I can't boot it up. I can't do anything with it. Uh, if it doesn't turn on, if it doesn't turn on at all, it's very likely it's a power supply and you can put in a new power supply in a, in a ATX box, $30, $40. Now, if it turns on and it doesn't boot, you may have a problem with the hard drive. There are several different types of hard drive crashes. If it's a data crash, 90% of the time we can retrieve all that data. If it's a head crash or a cylinder crash, then it's hardware and it becomes much more difficult to get that data back. Uh, give me a call next week and we'll chat and we'll work through that. But yeah, that's uh that absolutely should be recoverable. I, I can can't say without seeing it for sure, but that that's excellent. Keep using that equipment. And thank you for the call. It is one twenty-eight here at CCO. Let's try and squeeze in a quick one from our text line here on the CCO. How do I know when it's time to get a new MacBook Air or any computer for that matter? What's the key? Boy, that's opinion? a tough question. Yeah. You know, this is integrated circuitry. If it's running well and it's not overheating, I really don't know if I could suggest you buy a new equipment. With that said, it really is personal preference. If you're the type of person that's looking for the latest and the greatest, I still like to have equipment out for six to eight months before I start buying new equipment. Give it a chance to get out in the wild and work its way through the bad stuff. I think a computer should last you anywhere to 10 years minimum. Depending upon how you use your equipment and how you maintain and take care of it. But there's really no set time. I think that general population thinks, well, two years, three years, need a new machine. I don't subscribe to that thought. I I just... um, we just got to get more life out of them than that. Uh, they're generally, if you clean these things up, they're absolutely amazing how well they run, especially 
if you invest $50, $60, $70 and upgrade to a solid-state drive, regardless what you have for a computer. Bare minimum, that solid-state drive is going to increase your overall performance by a minimum of four times. Well, if you got, if I could go out and get four times the gas mileage and four times the speed on my car for a $100 investment, I would make that so fast it would scare you. And people need to think in those terms with computers as well. Thank you so much for the text. It is 129. We'll have the weather in a moment and then more tech talk. Doug's in studio for the entire hour. 651-989-9226 or text 81807. That is 81807. That's good for all our programs here at CCO. So by all means, get in touch with us. We still have 30 minutes to go here on the CCO. It is one thirty-five on a Saturday. Tech Talk, Doug in studio today. Phone numbers 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 to the phone lines we go. Paul in Maplewood. Paul, you're on the air. Yeah, I have a HP uh, tablet that had HP's own operating system on, and it's not supported anymore. It seems like a relatively good tablet. Is there a different operating system I can put on that? I would actually have to look at that computer to see if we could boot it from an outside media. I, 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 I'm not certain what you got, but you probably have some kind, some type of an Android system, or possibly a Chromium. If it's Chromium. It should or Chrome. It should be updating by itself. But give me a call so I can get specific numbers, and we'll see what we can do about that sometime next week. And thank you for the call. I, I would think if it's an HP tablet, it is some sort of Android system. But those, I, and once again, I'm not an Android system guy. Uh, in our family, we've had iPhones and i iPads and that sort of thing. Um, but that still should update. Well, to a point. Okay. Um, Android, when they make large improvements, um, like my cell phone right now, I think it's a five or a six-year-old Samsung Note Three. One of the one of the, the Note Three. It was one of the last ones they added AT and T when I bought. It. I don't know how long I've had it, but I'm behind like two operating systems. Runs fine. Um, okay. With that said, if if I want to get an app that I can transfer money. Some of that stuff I can't have because I'm, I'm just outdated. Some of the new apps are not written for the older OSs. But I got a feeling he's probably got an Android system. Sometimes, sometimes, you can actually free them up, and it's called unbricking them. And you can install, but it's tricky. It's dicey. If it doesn't work, the entire system will be completely destroyed. If it works... Well, you're golden for a couple more years. But these things are not expensive at all. These small tablets are really, really handy. To the phones we go here on Tech Talk. Let's bring in Ed in Rochester. Ed, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, yes, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I've got a probably a 10-plus-year-old uh, laptop, uh, Dell, it's running Windows XP, and that's not supported anymore, and it barely shuts off and on sometimes despite yearly upgrades. And I, I mostly read a lot of articles, papers online, and uh, do some shopping. I'm just wondering about an upgrade that will last me for another 10 years. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually on the highway, so I'm going to 
hang up and listen on the phone here. All right, thank you. Uh, okay, that laptop is falling right in the era of a change in hard drive technology from IDE to SATA. If it has a SATA connection, you could easily, easily put in a small SSD drive. And I'd say get a get an inland uh, 240 gig for 30 bucks. Uh, and be aware that if it doesn't work, you can take that drive and put it someplace else. That would be a perfect machine for a Linux computer. The turning off automatically probably is heat. By putting in that solid-state drive, the solid-state drive creates no heat whatsoever, none. That probably would solve that as well. But here again, we'd have to take a look at that computer to actually verify what I'm seeing. And thank you for the call from Rochester. Have a good weekend. More calls in a moment at 651-989-9226. Eric and Paul, hang on, we'll come to you uh, momentarily here on CCO. Let's uh, jump to the text line here real quick and get to a couple more of those. Uh, Once again, uh, tell us more about ADW Cleaner. We've had a number of attacks on that. Tell us what it does and uh, what it's good for. This particular piece of software from Malwarebytes was created. Uh, Sometimes a computer would actually have a worm virus or a Trojan virus, and the individual, the end user, would install an antivirus and an anti-malware software. But this little thing, like a ghost, would hide in the machine, and after so many mouse clicks or so many keyboard strokes or whatever, Whatever it was programmed to do, it would take off and it would just infect the system, regardless what you had installed afterwards. ADW Cleaner is a product that once this thing rears its ugly head, you can download this thing without rebooting your computer, without running an install procedure, and it cleans the entire hard drive and the RAM without having it to be installed. So if this thing was a Trojan it would get to the bottom of that and make sure it's clean. I love ADW Cleaner, and that's A-Apple-D-Dog-W-Winter Cleaner, all one word, and I always download it from Major Geeks. I love Major Geeks. Uh, File Depository, one of the best on the Internet, and that you just download it, run it, and let the good times roll. If you go to run it a month from now, you'll have to download a new one. Uh, it's not like it can stay on your computer and it's just an executable file. So you're not installing it. You can delete it when you're done. Great question. Here is a really good one from the text line and we need to sort out. And I think there's a fair amount of confusion there. There's browsers and then there's search engines. Uh, I click on my Firefox icon, but the browser opens to Google, which is somehow taken it over. I now have two Google browser uh, sites. How do I get Firefox back? And I think this is there's an important distinction here, and Doug, I know you'll sort it out. Absolutely. Depending upon your browser, that's considered to be your start page or your home page. What's happened here on this particular browser is you can set more than one tab that will open up automatically when you open up your browser. You've got two tabs opening up to the Google website. The Google search engine is actually a website. People are kind of confused at this because the Chrome browser, 
the Chromium browser, they just automatically set the Google.com for your start page or your home page. Whereas with Mozilla Firefox, they have their own start page. Um, Brave has their own start page. Safari has their own start page. Opera has their own start page. But you can set that under settings to bring up anything that you want. I generally like Google as a start page because it comes up so fast. And I know for certain that I'm connected. Now, on my Chromium, Steve, I've got the Google search box opening up on one tab. I've got my swinhart.com email on another tab and my wccotech.com email on another tab. So when I open up my Chromium browser in Linux, I have three tabs open all at once. And that's what this individual has done. They've just got two tabs set to Google. Google didn't take over your browser. They're just somewhere along the line you clicked and said, yes, make this my start page. Yeah, and, you know, you can set WCCO Radio as your homepage. So when you click on that browser, it opens up to WCCORadio.com. I highly recommend that move. The other browser I have goes right to WCCO 830. Yeah, there you go. WCCORadio.com. Great homepage. 144 here at CCO. Let's uh, go to the phone lines again. Eric in Buffalo, you're on the air. Hi, Eric. Hi. Uh, Doug, I just got a new uh, Hewlett Packard desktop, and it comes with Microsoft Edge installed. When I try to print out things in color on Microsoft Edge, it works fine. But if I try to print things using Google Chrome, it always comes out black and white. I can't get color prints. Do you know what I should do? You know, that's really bizarre. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really bizarre. Uh, give me a call next week, and we'll connect up remotely. I am not certain, but that's that's really unusual. Uh, in fact, almost every Windows 10 machine that I work with, the first thing I do is make Chrome web browser the default browser, and then I install Firefox, and I install the Brave browser as well. Uh, that's, I'm not certain what you got going on here, but that's really, really bizarre. Uh, give me a call. I think you've got your printer connected up to cloud printing, I think. But we'll get this straightened out once I see your machine. And thank you for the call. Very good, Eric. Up next, Jim in Minneapolis. Jim, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. I have a problem with email. I am I'm using Windows 10, and my uh, email server is uh, Mozilla Foxfire. I am able to receive emails, but I cannot send. I get a message um, that comes from SMTP uh, mail that says enter my password, and I do that, and they say that I cannot send it. I get the message, enter a new password. I do that, and uh, it says uh, you cannot use this to send an email. Your your outgoing server password should be identical with your incoming password. If you have saved these passwords in your browser, the first thing you need to do is go to the Firefox settings and clear out those passwords. And that way, when you go to your web-based mail and you log in for the second time, that will work. Um, If you have problems with that, give me a call and we'll get you squared away. And thank you for the call.
Quick break right now. We'll come back. More calls, more text. Tech Talk with Doug Swintonheart until 2 o'clock today here on CCO. Uh, apparently, we have a Mac that's making noise or is running loudly. We'll get into that in a moment. Uh, so hang on. It is Tech Talk here on a Saturday at CCO. Ten minutes down in front of two. All the news and weather at two. And then the vet is in. If you're having a problem with that dog or cat, by all means, there's a big uh, pet food recall. We'll talk about that with the vet following the news and weather at 2 here at CCO. Doug's in studio. It is Tag Talk. We have a number of texts to get to, but let's get to those phone lines first. Let's bring in Mary Pat from St. Paul. Uh, you're on the air. Hi, Mary. We got you? Yeah, t- turn that volume down. It'll It'll help. All right, let's let's put her on hold until we get that sorted out. Uh, let's bring in Craig in the Hudson. Craig, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, uh, thanks, uh, Doug. Say, uh, I've got a question. I've recently been kind of switched over to using Google DNS versus the DNS that's been um, suggested by my ISP. Do you see any advantages in in, in using the Google DNS function? I, I do actually. Yeah, you know, people don't really understand what a domain name server does. We humans, we like words. WCCOtech.com, WCCOradio.com. When you put that into a browser and you push enter, that network packet goes to your DNS server, your domain name server, looks at WCCOtech or WCCO Radio, runs through its database and finds out the IP number and then shoots it off to wherever that server is. That Those DNS servers are incredibly important. And, in fact, if you're that advanced, let me suggest that you go to Gibson Research. And if I'm not mistaken, it's grc.com. But you can just look Gibson Research. They have a tool there, free tool that you can download, and it will scan all of the DNSs in your area and give you how much time it takes to get from your computer to them. And you really got to play with this for like a week or so. You will be hard-pressed to find something faster than Google DNSs, um, or um, uh, there's several of them. But Google, that yeah, and I like Google because it's so easy to remember, 8.8.8.8 and 8.8.4.4. Yeah, I use them almost exclusively. Now, with Comcast, I actually get a faster response using Comcast DNSs sometimes during the day, but not always. It is it is important. I'm really glad you brought that up because it will make people do some research. Thank you so much for the call. Very good call indeed. And we always get a ton of great calls and texts. And here we are at the end of the program, and we've got more than we can get to. But we will tell you, Doug is back next Saturday between 1 and 2 here on CCL on Tech Talk. Uh as of right now, what's the best antivirus for a Mac? Oh, you know, Mac, I'm not so certain it's necessary, but if you really think you should, there are several companies producing malware and antivirus for the Mac OS. <clears throat> Sophos, S-O-P-H-O-S, Bitdefender has a Mac version, Enod32 has a Mac version, there are several, uh, Malwarebytes has a Mac version, at any one of them is really good. Now, the nice thing with the new Macs is they've got plenty of RAM and they're fast enough. You will not even begin to deter your speed. 
So depending on what you're using your computer for, it might not be a bad plan. Keep in mind that the Mac OS is a proprietary operating system. Originally built on Linux, you cannot even begin to call it Linux today. It has been so refined and so updated that it is absolutely in a class of its own. I don't know if most Mac users would require that, but if you feel a need, it's definitely out there. Here's one from the text line at 81807. Keep that in mind. It's good for all our programs here on the CCO and gets right into the studio. Uh, I have a Windows 7 machine. How long will Windows 7 be supported? Is there any news on that? Uh, you know, so, what comes to my mind, and I hope I'm right, I think it's 2020. I, I haven't checked this for a while, and I try to remember all these things. And But you can just go to Google and type in Windows 7 space plus end of life, and it will pop right up and tell you. I, I just can't quite remember off the top of my head. but I And I also have to say, Steve, that Microsoft supporting Windows 7 probably is not near as important as most people think. The Windows 7 machines that I install fresh these days, I completely shut off the updating. Now, I highly recommend to people when they pick up their machines that they buy a commercial antivirus, Bitdefender, Malwarebytes, uh, Enod, ESET, Enod32, Avira, something. That's actually going to protect you in advance. And there's some things that you can do, even in Windows 7, to become almost invisible on the net. Uh, and, and I run through that with these folks when I put them together. So that the support stuff probably isn't as important as what we might think. Now, if you're running a ton of Microsoft products, Microsoft Office, for example, a lot of .NET applications, anything that requires Microsoft compliance, there may be a need to update your system, even though you might not want to. In fact, I got a company with Peachtree Accounting that has never been connected to the Internet. 12-year-old computer running Windows 7. That one has to be updated because the new updates from Peachtree cannot be, come in any other way but on the Internet. So that one's going to take some work on our part. But end of life is really in the, in the mind of the owner in my opinion. And thank you so much for the text. Yeah, we've generally been able to see uh, January 14th, 2020. is uh, they, they don't plan to stop fixing security problems uh, around January 14th, 2020. So, right. you know, once again, uh, Doug, we're just about out of time. We've got to run. How do people reach you? Phone number, email, et cetera. Thank you. 651 552 Nine five four three, and of course, wccotech.com, wccotech.com, 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. See you next week. Yeah, Doug, always good to see you at Tech Talk with Doug each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. We apologize. We weren't able to get to all the calls and all the texts on the program today. But once again, we'll be back in one week 
You're on the CCO. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 